Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends and you join us live on board the Friends with Friends barge. My name's Pete Allison and here is my uh, fellow barger, Dave Cripp. Ahoy hoy, you've, I mean ahoy hoy, that works for the first yes. time ever. Yeah. Is that why you did it or? No, I just like the barge reference in this episode. Yeah, it's fine. I was going to say why, why a barge? Why not a barge? Oh, why not a barge? Yeah, it's rare you get a, a barge ref, isn't it? Do you, what sort of boat do you think the Friends with Friends budget could stretch to? You've asked a question to which the answer is... I mean, shouldn't the question be, do you think the Friends with Friends budget could stretch to any boat? Are you, are you convinced we could get a boat? I feel like we could hire one. Oh, we could definitely hire <laughs> <laughs> this, like the most, one of those ones that's like a giant swan. Well, the most pathetic indictment of our successful, the success of our podcast is a that peddling we, giant swan. <laughs> we could, with all the proceeds, hire a peddling swan. <laughs> they have them around the corner from my flat, actually. Do they? Down here in the Olympic Park, yeah. So, um, see you there when you're next down. When Leeds play West Ham, and you're down for that. Yeah, I'll call in. We'll get a swan. We'll get a swan barge. We'll maybe record an episode on. The, have we done the one with the Mister Beaumont yet? Because that'd be a good one to do <laughs> on a swan boat. What about if it's like in the winter though? Well, mate, you just got to suck it up for the art, you know. Mm. I'm just seeing when that fixture is. Be committed to the to the process, not affected by the weather. That's what I'd um, say. One sec, January. January. Oh, peak time Cold to weather take for a, a barge. swan boat out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, barges aside, are you, you can tell, by the way. I mean, uh, some people won't realise this, but you're in the middle of a very early start week. So you get... It's not even early, Dave. It's just the middle of the fucking night. Right, yeah, yeah. Like it's like 3 a.m. get-ups, right? Yeah. So you've now been up for... 13 hours as we start to record this on, uh, yeah. on Monday afternoon. And, oh my, it's going to show. I can, re- I can really tell because when you start talking about barges before we even said hello, then I'm like, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the state of Pete's brain at the moment. To be clear, I'm tired. I'm not drunk or high. Yes, no, that's, look, it's, it's clearly, it, if anything, this should be sort of an education thing for kids. It's like, actually, maybe you don't need any of the substances because if you just get up really early and work hard for 12 to 13 hours, you'll have the same effect on your brain. Yeah. You'll be living the same excitement and enjoyment out of it. And um, and, and if anything, you've been more productive because you've been up really early. It's true. 
So there you go. That's our, that's our new campaign here on Friends with Friends. Say no to drugs. Say yes to hard work and long hours. And swan boats. And swan boats. <laughs> what a lovely link into this. We've got, um, well, uh, shall, we, shall we talk about Friends? I think we better, really. I think we better, hadn't we? Um, now, Amy sent a quiz. It's worth pointing out. Amy's not only sent a quiz, she sent an opinion on this episode as well. So oh, we will... no one asked her for that. <laughs> Quizard, not the opinion wizard. Um, no way of merging those two words, is there? Opinionizard. Opin- a pizzard. A pizzard. Yeah, fine. But we'll get to the opinion when it's relevant to the plot line, if you see what I mean. Okay, fine. So we'll get to Amy's opinion as and when. It's relevant to the to the bit of the plot, shall we? But in the meantime, the request from Sarah, is it? Yes, it is from Sarah. She says, hi, guys. I'd like to request... Hi. A- hi. Hi, hi, Sarah. I'd like to request a rarely talked about episode of Friends for the podcast, the one with Phoebe's ex-partner. It's a season three app, which is definitely the greatest era of Friends. Funniness, uh, which is the greatest era of Friends funniness. You know what I did there? I didn't read the sentence right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And it also features classic Phoebe songs and Chandler's nubbin. Although it might need to be excused for the annoying era of... Oh, I've said era, not era. That's weird. Of Ross's jealousy over Mark. Yes. Love the podcast. I've never missed an episode, so I know this hasn't been done yet. Oh, Sarah. Well, that's good. It's nice that you left us in a position where we didn't even need to check the spreadsheet because you've done your admin research yes. for us. Always. Always appreciated, isn't it? Season 3, episode 14, the one with Phoebe's ex-partner. Phoebe's reunited with her former singing partner, Leslie, but offended when Leslie thinks that Smelly Cat has potential as a cat food jingle. Meanwhile, Chandler dates a woman with a prosthetic leg, only to learn she once dated Joey, who accidentally threw her artificial limb into a fireplace. And Ross, fed up with Rachel's long work hours, is ecstatic when Mark leaves Bloomingdale's, only to discover he and Rachel are attending a fashion seminar together to prevent them going. Ross accompanies her instead, but quickly falls asleep, causing a fresh argument and leaving their relationship on rocky ground. By the way, context-wise, yeah. I feel like this is a good point at which to point this out. The next episode after this is when Ross and Rachel go on a break. Well, so that's why they're having a fucking terrible time together. Absolutely. Uh, just before we finish the episode, sorry, four six five two six six. Just so oh, sorry, just for yeah. the archivists. But yes, not only Pete is it the episode before they go on a break, but actually, it's basically the last episode. And this is astonishing. In fact, it's basically the last episode of Friends where they're a couple. Yes, because the only other point where they're a proper couple is the last one, and we only see that at the end. Correct, right at the end. I mean, they, they sort of reunite very briefly after the beach, don't they? But that doesn't last, that barely lasts an episode. So in terms of them actually being like a functional, happy together couple, this is it. Yeah. Which is nuts. Like middle of season three. If you if you really think about it at the time, when this was happening, people watching would have been like, oh, they've broken up. Oh, that'll come back next season or something. And they've waited <laughs> seven years before before getting them back together it kind of makes the fact they got back together kind of nuts actually doesn't it by the way uh, we're we're naturally talking about uh, the Rachel and Ross storyline first here yes just happened um but Ross is uh, this was touched upon in Sarah's message Ross is such a dick to Mark in this first scene like he, he passes over passive aggressive into like 
totally outrageous dickhead. Well, yeah, Mark's sort of dealing with it like someone's being a bit passive-aggressive and he's just like, oh, whatever. But he's not, isn't it? Mark would be well within his rights to be like, what are you doing, mate? Yeah, he's so... um I, if I was Mark, I'd be like, why are you being such a knob? Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's literally, there's no other way of saying it. He's, he's awful in that scene, isn't he? He, yeah. there is no subtlety about it. There's no holding back. He's just basically going, I don't like you. Get out of my face, which is sort of, that sets the tone. Actually, it's a good job we're getting this plot line out of the way because I think the other two are great. And this is the, the one that isn't, it's not my favorite, you know? Uh, no, it's just because it's not a very pleasant storyline, is it? Well, like you say, it's. I mean, they're gearing up for the for the split, aren't they? Really? Yeah. Well, they, I guess. I guess narratively, you've got to make them seem pretty rocky at this point because yes. you are about to break up a really popular couple. Exactly. So they're seeding the they're seeding the doubts very 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 well, aren't they? Here and and this whole episode is basically just Ross and Rachel going starting to go their separate ways there are some funny laughs in it though actually despite ross being absolutely awful he's got some really good moments in it like when so so, so mark we we finished the first scene don't we mark says see you saturday and then we cut back the next time we see ross and rachel they're in bed and ross is just laughing to himself and he does david Trimble does that amazing little like (laughs) laugh yeah i can't recreate it but just like out of nowhere and Rachel says, oh, funny book. And she, <laughs> he says, no, I'm just laughing at something I heard earlier when Mark said, I'll see you Saturday. <laughs> like, how unhinged is that as a way of bringing something up? I, I love Rachel's, I don't know, what you thought to see you Saturday so, was funny. Yeah, yeah, that whole sequence where they call back to it is, is amazing, isn't it? What I want to know about this fashion lecture, I mean, Rachel genuinely seems pleased when Ross says he'll go with her, right? But has she just told Mark he can't come? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought that. When it suddenly cuts to just the two of them, it's like, well, where, did, did Mark get uninvited? Or? Yeah, like Mark's like Rachel's boss as well, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like he's probably sorted the tickets for the thing or if it's through work or whatever it is. And she's just gone, do you know what? You can't come to that work lecture that we're going to for work because my jealous boyfriend wants to come instead. And when they have that um, that sort of post-lecture argument, yeah, Um I mean, there are all sorts of red flags going on here, but I think perhaps the biggest is Ross saying to Rachel, do you really need another friend? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, great. And like, absolutely fine that Rachel wants part of her life not to involve Ross. Like, I am I am of the belief that that's a very healthy thing in a relationship. Well, this, this is the main problem he has, isn't it? And continues to have. His problem is that Rachel has established, or is establishing a life that doesn't, involve him 24 7 so yeah. like i guess he's he's happy when she works at the coffee house because he can sit at the coffee house or keep an eye on it. is it about keeping an eye on her i don't know he's he's got this jealousy thing but also just this idea that as a couple yeah like you say you can't have your own things to do your own friends your own interests your own job yes. <laughs> like that's all she wants she's <laughs> just going a problem with it going to work <laughs> yeah it's it's very of of the 1930s isn't it yeah, like, woman has stayed home. Yeah, it's it's so strange because he, because even when she explains it, she goes, "Look, it's my job. It's good that you're not involved in that." Basically, which is a very reasonable point, well made. And he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense." But then even after that, they hug, and he goes, "No, it's not." To the camera, basically, you know, we see that she doesn't. Um, and and yeah, I mean, giant old red flag there, really, isn't it? Um, also, Ross's claim that a film about fashion would flop. Um, I mean, <laughs> well, this is so. This is where Amy's uh, 
This is where Amy's message comes in. So Amy, who sent us the quiz, also said, this is probably the worst Ross episode. I'm so angry at him. He does not breed real-life dinosaurs in a theme park. Way more people are interested in fashion than paleontology. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's like, I know this is sort of pre-Devil Wears Prada. Well, right. I I feel like fashion is a very well-established subject that people are interested in films. Yeah, Jurassic Park's still the main dinosaur one, isn't it? Even now. (laughs) Are there any any non- non-Jurassic Park dinosaur films. There, I, there's definitely a few sort of like ones that try to jump on the bandwagon. Films? There's dinosaur, about the uh, di- Disney film. Oh, yeah. Dinosaurs that aren't. Pixar did a dinosaur film as well. Jurassic Park. Yeah, but it's not huge. Like, fashion's a huge thing. But, you know, films and TV, you know? The Land That Time Forgot. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's one. What about a film involving a fabulously dressed dinosaur? Right. That would sell really, really well. So, n- note to friends, writers of the past, don't break Ross and Rachel up. Instead, have them collaborate on a dinosaur fashion crossover movie Yeah, that would almost certainly sweep Hollywood. Yeah. Sold. The dinosaur well. wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> when Ross is trying to persuade Rachel to take him to the lecture and he says, maybe I'm a fashion monger, is, I think it's one of the biggest... Laughs I have in this episode, actually, despite Ross being awful. I love the word munger. Munger. <laughs> I think I use the word munger because of that line quite regularly, you know, to, th- to describe things that aren't, well, fish, I guess. What would you say you are a munger of? Uh, well, sort of a pizza munger. Podcast munger. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, well, yeah, professionally, a podcast munger, I guess, or a sort of. What other types of iron? Uh, yes, you get an iron munger, a. Uh, uh, it's fishmonger. That's a thing, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fish, that's it. Fish is the main monger. Why are fish and iron the two main mongers? Why are they mongered? Monger? Cheese monger? Yeah. Wine wine, wine monger. No. Wine monger? I don't know if it's a wine monger. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. We should be able to mong anything we want. Tell us what your favourite monger is. <laughs> Tweet at FriendsWF. <laughs> Name your favourite monger with Dave and Pete. Another yeah. segment for the live show there, mate. Meat? Perfect. Meat monger? I don't think so. I've never heard meat monger. <laughs> I'm Googling types of monger. Uh, a costa monger is a street seller of fruit and veg. A costa monger? Okay. Uh, cheese, yeah. iron, fish. Yeah. They're your main mongers, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're your main ones. Oh, we've all learned something today, haven't we? I also enjoy, just around this sort of plot line off, Professor Pitstains is one of the best like just like quick callbacks to a joke in all the friends i think it's so yeah. good professor pitstains with this boring thing firstly it's professor patane yeah. it's such a good comeback it's so good i absolutely love it and then the only other thing to really know is the timelines of this and we've not talked about the other plots yet but uh, <laughs> ross and rachel are arriving back from their lecture just as joey gets up Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Directly after he comes out of his bedroom in his pyjamas and says good morning. So Lord knows what time this uh, this lecture was up. Um, where do you want to go next? Ginger or Jingle Bitch? Uh, let's go for Ginger. 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 Rare glimpse at the uh, central per toilets, by the way. Uh, shall I read you the literal first sentence of my notes? Yes. Rare shot of the Central Perk bathrooms. Nice. <laughs> In fact, I would go as far to say, and someone can correct me if wrong, only time we ever see it? 
Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. I cannot, I cannot think of another time where we actually see the corridor. You know, people go to it and come back from it, and we sort of see the glimpse of it from the main room, but the actual corridor itself, I don't think we ever see. So when Joey explains his sort of reason for running away, right? Yeah. Like, what Joey did, putting someone's prosthetic leg on a fire... Yeah. Um, like, dreadful, obviously... But a forgivable, uh, it's a mistake, right? A, a clear, like, forgivable mistake. Yes. Awful, but can be forgiven. Yes. The the problematic bit is that he ran away. Yes. But also, why does he wish he'd thrown a dog on fire instead? <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote down. That's I'm, not better. No, That's makes, far worse. keep interrupting. And it's like, oh, what? You gave a food for us? And he says, I wish. Yeah, sure. Better than the leg thing. And then it says, you threw the dog on the... I'd rather burn a dog alive yes. than, than accidentally, non-maliciously throw a leg on the fire that is, like, almost certainly expensive, but crucially... A, replaceable, and B, not sentient. Also, what a weirdly contrived bad thing Joey did. Yeah, it's like I don't... Because I tell you what the weirdest thing, actually, is that it's very out of character for Joey because he's pretty moral, Joey, isn't he? Like, in a lot yeah, of ways. True. Like, he's got he's got his faults and he's got his he's got flaws. But I think, in turn, you know, always with his friends, he's loyal and he does try to do the right thing. And I think Joey would have at least offered to pay, like, he couldn't have afforded it, but he'd have found a way. Do you know what I mean? He'd have wanted to make amends there. And the fact that he just bolted in the middle of the night, I don't I don't think quite chimes with his character. No, I think you're right. Um, also, like, how would you react? Like, and also the question is, does, did he take her leg off her, or was the leg just, she, she'd already taken her leg off and just laid it sort of between them? Logs are heavy. Like, you you would know that wasn't a log when you picked it up, right? Do you know how much a prosthetic leg weighs? Not exactly, no, but I would imagine not as heavy as a log of wood, a log of firewood, you know? I will say that the one thing that, you know, we have to point out these occasions where things have aged badly and that they wouldn't get away with these days. Yeah. There's that scene, isn't there, where Chandler and Monica are talking about it and Chandler's like, oh my God, I know it shouldn't bother me, but it does. Yeah. And um, where Monica's sort of like, oh, I just got like the whole package and think it just, you you wouldn't joke about uh, uh, like a prosthetic limb like that these days, I don't think. No, I don't think you would, but I was, I yeah, I had the same wondering thought because the whole point of the scene, I think still holds up today in the sense that I think there's a lot of people, if they were honest with themselves that would still have that reaction that Chandler had. Do you know what I mean? I know yeah. it shouldn't be. I'm the smallest person in the world, he says, but it does. And I think yeah. that, that would still be, if you, I, I'd say, yeah, Monica's lying about having the whole package and there's definitely a few lines that wouldn't uh, get in there. But actually that sort of hor- horrible moral dilemma that he's having where he goes, I know what the correct thing is here. Why am I flawed in that sense? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. I, I still think that there'd be ways of doing that. Yeah, because I, I, that was my first instinct. Was like, oh god, this wouldn't, this wouldn't be on Dolly today, would it? But um, but yeah, he's he's very self aware, though, isn't he? You know. Yeah, he he says, oh, I know I shouldn't feel like this, but I do. Yes, exactly. Um, going right back to when they first meet. So the coffee house scene where we talked talk about where Joey's hiding from Ginger. Joey hiding from Ginger is so so funny. Like. Matt LeBlanc, th- like the way he plays, like oh, he thinks he genuinely thinks he's getting away with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> behind t- the coat, turning the coats around. But then just watching like Monica's face and all the other actors as like Ginger looks at them and they're just like, 
yeah, I mean, what, no, this is Joey. What do you want? But it's so funny. It's such a, like, the, the only really implausible thing about it, I mean, the whole thing's obviously implausible, but is the fact that she just walks away. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Wouldn't she just be like, you're here. I want to talk to you. But she just gives <laughs> up. Why, why does she just give up and leave? Well, she's a very dignified woman, is Ginger. Oh, yes. Uh, but my main query about this whole thing is the when Chandler and Ginger first meet, right? The, the bathroom shot. So yeah. Chandler is waiting outside the bathroom and there's a nice little funny to and fro with Gunther and then Gunther goes in and Chandler knocks and it's just a lovely little Gunther turn, isn't it? Someone's in here. Um, but the actual moment they meet, the door opens and Chandler thinks it's a man that's been in there quite a while, right? And he starts to yell at them what he thinks is a man coming out of the toilet. He says, man, d- did you fall in? Did, or did you... What, what did you fall or something like whatever it was i think he's gonna say did you fall in which i think would put you under more pressure uh like you'd, you'd if if you were trying to have a wee and someone was shouting at you through the door that would make the like make you a nervous weir yeah but it's not even as he's weeing it's at well i mean it's a fictional man obviously but it's as the door opens so before china realizes ginger and then sort of backtracks and, and pretends he wasn't shouting was he really just going to shout at a strange man for being yeah. in the bathroom for two minutes? I mean, it was been approximately two minutes. What an odd social decision to make. Like, what's going to happen if it's like a guy that comes out and you're like, hey, mate, what were you doing in there? Well, clearly either a long wee or a bit of a poo. Like, what, what, what do you, like, what have you possibly got to gain by yelling at someone that's taking a while in the bathroom? Well, maybe, maybe they were doing something else in there. Well, yeah, it just doesn't feel like Central Perk's the place for that, does it? Well, that's true. Getting a little central perk of their own, eh? Some people get off on that, don't they? Well, there you go. Um, So, yeah, so we get the Joey story. And then the whole thing resolves, doesn't it, when Chandler sort of gets over the leg thing, realises he's being um, a small man, as he says, but then Ginger (laughs) finds his nubbin. Shout out to the, the third nipple. Yeah. And, um, and then again, like she, she comes off badly in that, doesn't she? The way she, the way she reacts there is much worse than the way he's reacted all the way through. But I tell you what, doesn't he get it seen to by a professional very quickly? Very quickly. I mean, that's not how I understand American healthcare to work. Yeah. Very quickly. And doesn't even well, worry about the cost. In, in this country, God bless the NHS, mm. but he'd probably have to wait quite some time to have a nipple removed on the NHS. I would have thought so, yeah. It would be free at the point of service. Do you reckon NHS do... Um, nipple removal? Third nipple free? removals? Shall I have a look? Yeah, I think so, Sonny. <laughs> third nipple. NHS. Harry Styles has got a third nipple, hasn't he? Yes, I think he Supernumerary numerary nipple. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, if anyone sees my search history, they're going to think I've got a free... <laughs> they're going to think I've got a third nipple. <laughs> Um, it appears that it would be classed as cosmetic surgery unless it was medically necessary and the NHS wouldn't cover okay. cosmetic surgery. So there you go. Because, yeah, it's not harmful, I guess. Although they would cover having an appendix, all right? But I guess that is harmful if it goes bad. Well, yeah, that it? Yeah. fucking blows up. Blows up, doesn't it? Yeah, I was just thinking just because it didn't do anything. <laughs> but, yeah, no, yeah, you're quite right. I've, I've thought out loud there, Pete, what's happened, and then realised immediately that that was a stupid thinking, a stupid thought to have. If you ever have a friend whose appendix is exploding, you'll just be like, fucking get over it. Could be it's worse. Cosmetic. You could have a third nipple. Yeah, yeah. just wait. Go and get, just wait. The NHS isn't going to cover that. Wait six months. Remember leaving the house and going to stuff? 
Well, it's back because Great Big Owl is bringing some of our favourite shows to the London Podcast Festival starting September the 2nd. And we'd love to see you there. So if you're a fan of... Two Mr P's in a podcast. Brian and Roger. My mate bought a toaster. Friends with friends. The The One Show Show. Richard and Greta. From Queer to Eternity. Wrestle Me. Or just daytime drinking. Then go to the King's Place website and grab some tickets now. And buy some tickets, we ideally mean eight tickets, that's one for each show. Actually, bring a friend and make that 16 tickets. Great Big Owl, the only podcast network with the audacity to ask you to buy 16 tickets in one go. But we'll be thrilled if you just buy one. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. All right, so so we get to the main nub in of this uh, episode, don't we? Yeah, we do. I'll tell you what, we talked about it last week. An unusual opening was like the cold, no music. And there's another one this week, isn't there? Because it's Leslie playing the guitar. So you get this sort of gentle acoustic guitar rather than a sort of bang, 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 bang. Yeah, and there's another gentle bit a little bit later when Phoebe's there with the um, with the pager in the pot and she's sort of sat at the table and there's quite a sort of... Um, Melancholic. Downbeat bit of music that plays here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you what, Leslie draws a bloody crowd though, doesn't she? She does, yeah. Packed out coffee house, but here am I. I've, I've got some great facts about Leslie for you. About Leslie? About Leslie. Okay. About the woman that plays Leslie. Do you, do you Pete, recognise her voice? Her no. name is Elizabeth Daly. Don't look it up. She voices... Uh, a, a, a character that you will definitely have heard. In fact, Simpsons? Two, two characters you'll definitely have heard. Not Simpsons. Not quite that big. She voices Tommy in The Rugrats. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Aren't they making a comeback? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's going to be playing Tommy in the new one. Wow. So, uh, yeah, there you go. 2020, 2021, I think it was. I was looking earlier. Um, that's now, isn't it? Yeah. Rugrats. Tommy Pickles. Voice. Oh, my God. What? Nancy Cartwright was Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. This is good, isn't it? Bart Simpson is Chucky. Yeah, it's mad, that, isn't it? 
I did not know that. We're learning a lot about Rugrats today. Mm. Uh, Elizabeth Daly also, as well as voicing Tommy in Rugrats, Pete, uh, voiced another iconic character, uh, but with a caveat. She voiced Babe. (laughs) I was talking to someone about Babe the other day. But only in the sequel, Babe, Pig in the City. (laughs) Right. Because me and uh, a couple of colleagues were having a conversation the other day about Baby... About Baby. Baby. Baby the pig. About whether Babe was a real pig. Or was it CGI? And oh, it turns see. out that I can share this fact with you now. Yeah. Um, turns out that it was a mixture, sometimes real pig, sometimes CGI. But um, get how many real pigs do you think it took to film Babe? Oh, I see. Oh, like, I bet it was like 10, you know, like loads, right? 49. 49 pigs. 49 pigs were what? used for Babe. That's nuts. Um, so they used a combination of CGI puppets, a puppet pig, and and uh, forty nine real pigs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you were the like person in charge of the logistics on that film, wouldn't you just be like, head of pigs, lads? Is it worth making this film? I've got to get forty nine <laughs> pigs, and even that isn't going to cover all the pig stuff because a lot of it's got to be CGI and puppets. Maybe they just kept losing them. <laughs> Bring in another babe. <laughs> Jeez, what an absolute... Are we learning a lot today? We are learning a lot today, and I'm very... Th- it's all very useful trivia, you know? I think- I'd say this episode of Friends of Friends has been about 20% Friends. Uh, well, no, 60. I see a 20 in Rage 60. higher percentage the number of pigs. Yeah, if we're, do- if we're doing things that I learned today, <laughs> this is nothing to do with anything, but it's just another thing that I learned today, which I was baffled by. But, you know, the musical The Phantom of the Opera? Yeah. And the the book, and you know, it's obviously a, based on a book and all that. I learned that he has a name, and I'd never knew this. What's his name? Eric. Is it- <laughs> the, the Phantom, the scary guy with the deformed face and the mask, is called wow. Eric. Oh, I know. He, he he feels less threatening now. I know he's well. Exactly. Eric. That's I, a. I feel like that's something I really should have known. That's really in my wheelhouse. Um, but also, I feel like it was worth sharing because that could be a pub quiz question one day. Yeah, true. Um, weird pub quiz, but maybe the sort of thing I'd be at. So there you go. Oh gosh, so many, so many facts to adorn your future pub quizzes, dear fwefers. <laughs> today, um, right back to the friends. <laughs> so yeah, so we've we've met uh, Leslie. She's playing in Central Perk. She's good. Uh, I like Ross sort of being jolly, and uh, he's it's a bad episode for Ross, but him in this sort of cold open when he's explaining to Phoebe like. You guys have got different styles. She's more like, ha and you're more, and you know, like he's very fun and silly, Ross, which is which is what we like to see, isn't it? Yeah. Although my, my main question about this intro is where Leslie says, "Oh, I spoke to the place with the big fish." Such like, a weird what? line. It's not even that. It says, "I ran into Vlad at the place with the big fish." Right. So even Chandler's joke doesn't explain why no. Phoebe's got anything to do with the place with the big fish because Chandler's like, "I want to know if that's one big fish or, or what does he say? Or or many fish, many. basically. Yeah. yeah, singular fish or many. It's such a fucking weird line. And the Vlad thing. Who's Vlad? What links Phoebe to Vlad and the place with the big fish? Yeah, it's. It feels like that line's only there so Chandler can make his joke, but Chandler's joke's weird anyway. Chandler's joke's really disconnected from what she actually says. Yeah, it's really bizarre. 
and that's just sort of thrown away. Apart from that, we never hear about the place of the big fish ever again. I, do we? I quite want to know about the place of the big fish. Vlad, <laughs> that's the spin-off we wanted. Yeah, screw Joey. We want Vlad at the, the place of the big fish. Yeah, would watch that, voiced by Nancy Cartwright and Elizabeth Daly. Just to be clear on where I stand with with Leslie, yeah, she has very much come crawling back to Phoebe because she's been fired. So right. Yes, so Leslie's a dick, actually, isn't she? She seems very nice in this whole episode, but she, by the end of the episode, she's not only... Abandons her again. Abandoned her once. She's learned how much it hurts her, and she's done it again just for money. Yeah. That's really bad. Like, she's an awful person. Actual jingle bitch. Yeah, actual jingle bitch, yeah. But here's my real question. Leslie's lost what I imagine was a very lucrative job. Like, she's, she's apparently, you know... I don't know that jingle. I don't know if that's a real American jingle or if it's just one they made up for friends. But it feels like, you know, she's written jingles that everyone knows. Like someone meeting someone in here and it's like, oh, I did the Toys R Us theme, you know? Yeah. So I imagine lots of dollar in that. She's been fired from that job. And her solution to that is to ask Phoebe to get back together in their sing partnership. Like... What would they do? How would they make money? <laughs> like, she's she's a professional good musician, and she's saying, can we get the band back together like the the Beatles? And that's that's a guaranteed stream of income. Do you know what I mean? Reunion tour. Like what 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 would that what was their act? All I can really like all we learn is that they were about to play together at Central Perk, and all that's really doing is halving the income that Leslie would make there on her own. Yes, that's true. Yeah, counterproductive. Yeah, I don't understand. She she seems to have this opinion of Phoebe that she's good. You know, she hears Smelly Cat and goes, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Like, not, "Oh, you're you're mad and you can you're you're nuts." You know, this this is not this is a silly song. I do love that moment though, where Phoebe comes in through the door and picks up. The singing from uh, from Leslie's Sticky Shoes. Yeah, yeah, it's really good, isn't it? Well, there was the final line of Sticky Shoes. Next time I'll avoid the... Pile. Pile. Yeah. Of sticky stuff. Yeah, pile of poop. Right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Well, I guess so. I mean, how else would you get Sticky Shoes? I wouldn't say that. I'd say, like, chewing gum. Uh, But you wouldn't, like... Chewing gum wouldn't be in a pile, would it? Mm. Hang on, right, okay. My favourite shoes are good to me. I wear them every day down at the heel. Late one night, not much like I stepped in something icky. Yeah, like a pile of something icky. It's not um, many options, man- Pete, for me, for my money. Should we say it's, it's, it's manure? Yeah, some sort of <laughs> fecal matter. Oh. <laughs> Must be, like right? On that. Yeah, probably. There you go. Uh, yeah, when she bursts in and does that, it's, yeah, it's, it's an absolute banger as well, sticky shoes. One of the reasons Sarah requested this song because it's there are some great Phoebe moments between that and Jingle Bitch screwed me over. Requested so, this song? Does she want us to sing? And she requested the episode, not the oh, song, but because it contained the songs, you know. Um, but yeah, it's an absolute banger, isn't it? As is the jingle, home is never far away. As is Jingle Bitch screwed me over. As is Jingle Bitch screwed me over. Loads of good. It's, it's basically a musical. This episode. Uh, so yeah, Leslie keeps trying to page Phoebe. Shout out to Pages. She ignores it at first, then she's sad. And, you know, there's a really nice scene as well. There's so many, like, lovely little, really funny, like, very original Friends jokes that are so cliched now. But so when Phoebe goes, oh, you think you know me so well to Monica? And she goes, yeah, I do know you. And Phoebe goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I said. It's like, yeah. it's so well delivered. It's so, like, beautifully packaged, those few lines. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then Leslie sort of plays smelly cat to the ad people and sells it and ditches Phoebe again. She's just not... not Classic. I'm not a fan of Leslie. Go to hell, Jingle Whore. Go to hell, Jingle Whore. Go to hell, go to hell, go to hell. Hey, do you want a quiz? Always. Um, stand by for the quiz. God, every single week, I forget to pay attention yeah, to the details. I know, I know I that's know. what we used to make our guests do, but... I keep forgetting to be like, oh, what's Leslie got on her head and all that sort of stuff, which... <laughs> what did you just say? What was your guest question? Like, what's Leslie got on her head? Question one, what's on Leslie's necklace? <laughs> Is it something sticky? Uh, it's dice. Would you have got that? No. Question two, according to Monica, where are beepers a delicacy? Oh, India. It's correct. Question three. Mm. How many times has Phoebe been beeped when she puts the beeper in the pot? Do we know that? Or is that like a reference where she goes, oh, like 20 times or something she like that? She says it. Uh, uh, that is correct. Is it? Is it like this? Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, question four. How long ago... Oh, I don't know this. How long ago did Joey throw Ginger's leg on the fire? Uh, about four years ago, I think it was. Uh, it's correct. I remember noting that thinking, oh, just before Friends started... Uh, according to Ross's idiotic comparison, <laughs> Amy, oh, opinionated Amy's question writing. Editorialising in her quizzes yeah. these days, are you? It's supposed to be impartial. Uh, according to Ross's idiotic comparison, how many people saw a film about what he does? Like millions, 50 million or something? I don't know. A uh, hundred million. <laughs> but he's referring to Jurassic Park, right? Which is not exactly what he does. Yes, yes. He doesn't run a theme park full of dinosaurs. Well, that's what Amy was saying in her message, wasn't it? It's like it's just about the same sort of thing, but you do, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't bring dinosaurs back to life in a theme park that goes wrong. He just looks at the bones and dusts them off, you know. And that concludes the quiz. There we go. Thanks, Amy. I enjoyed I, I enjoyed your slightly sassy approach to the quiz this week. Yeah, and would encourage more of that. Is what I would say. Um. Would you like to know what episode we're doing next week? Uh, yes. Um, it is. <laughs> uh, let me check. One second. Why is it so hard for me to fucking? Why is it making you laugh so much? Um, because I think I remember what it is, and I really like how short the uh, episode title is. Oh yeah. The one with the cat, which is series four, episode two, and it's requested by Anna. Anna? Another, like, Phoebe-centric one, really? Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's next week's. Great, great. We're doing a lot of early bits at the moment. That's nice, isn't it? So next week, do your homework if you want. The one with the cat. We'll shall we wish we shall we shall be back with our correspondence on our Patreon Sunday mornings. If you haven't subscribed to Patreon, by the way, you missed a long but fascinating story about Pete and an alpaca this week so it's really <laughs> worth it just for that sort of content yeah, and don't forget fun. we're doing a live show uh, there's a few tickets left uh, King's Place London Podcast Festival on the 4th of September it's going to be the first time that I've seen Pete in over two years yes that's true weird that isn't it 
Since last... Oh, no, since we went to Friends Fest. Since we went to Friends Fest. That was ages ago. That's fucking ridiculous. So it could be the first time we've seen you guys for... Well, it probably will be. But I've actually probably seen more, you more because some people came to the, the quiz. So like, I've I mean, seen... I, I talk to you all the time. Yeah, yeah oh, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's no, like... It's not like we're long lost friends that have not been in contact. I mean, we talk. I talk to you more than I talk to most. You won't people. even let me go to work, Dave. <laughs> you won't even let me have anything myself. You you make me share everything with you. Do you really need another friend? <laughs> um, but yeah, first time we'll see each other, so um, be nice to to share that with some of yours if you fancy coming down. Um, yeah, be 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 lovely to see you and have a little drink after and talk about friends and all that sort of jazz. You know. It's time to get off the barge, Dave. Get off the... Disembark the barge, park it up, throw the ropes on the uh, metal thing that sticks out the canal at the outside. Oh, God, I know, all the, I know all the jargon, don't I? And now shall we go and find 49 pigs? Find <laughs> 49 pigs and make ourselves babe three. Pig in a <laughs> pandemic. Great pig owl.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas... You will be timed. <laughs> <laughs> you will be right Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, but you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.